We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Hello and welcome to church once again. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. This is again the first Sunday of the month. And uh, like Pastor Ebola and I mentioned a few, a few minutes ago, we are very, very happy that you are here. And I am particularly very excited at my message series this month. Okay, so this is how you are going to enjoy the service. Avoid all distractions. Stay away from social media. This is between you and the Holy Spirit. The Lord bless you. Father, I thank you for your children all across the world who are in service today. Lord, I ask, oh God, that you minister to every single one of them in the name of Jesus. Lord, even as I speak, I ask, oh God, that you fill the heart of every man with eternal purpose today in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and the family say... Amen. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray you will hear a voice behind you today telling you which way to go. I pray that this month will be a great month for you in the name of Jesus. I see you shine brighter. I see you go higher in the name of Jesus. I see someone under the sound of my voice being promoted this month in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. The title of my message series this month is in the form of a question. And it says, are you an influencer? Are you an influencer? Praise the Lord. And we are going to be looking at the blessings of godly, of godly influence and a few other things. All right, so are you an influencer? Are you an influencer? Influence is a big thing with Jesus. Influence is a big thing with Jesus. I cannot begin to talk about, uh, talk about, talk about Jesus as an influencer. Where do I even begin? Where do I even begin? Where do I start? Over 2,000 years, we are still talking about our master, Jesus. Over 2,000 years. If that is not influence, I don't know what it is. We are still talking about him. We are still talking about his impact. We are still talking about his influence. We are still talking about his leadership. And we are still talking about his message. Are you an influencer? You know, what I really love about the ministry of our Savior is that um, when he was done, in John 14, verse 12, it says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do. In other words, greater works than I have done, he will do. He said, because I go to my father. In other words, I, from heaven, I will so enable and empower him that, and, and empower her that he or she will do greater works than I have done on earth. And it says in verse 13, say, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. The reason he will do whatever it is you ask in his name is so that the Father will be glorified 
If you ask anything in my name, he says, I will do it. Greater works. Greater works. So my friend, if Jesus did great, if Jesus, if, if Jesus did great and we are still talking about him and the same Jesus is saying you will do greater works, then it means that, my friend, you are called to do greater works and you are called to be an influencer. You are called to be an influencer. God has called you to have more influence. God has called you to have more impact. God has called you to make a difference in your generation. What is, it, what is being said of you right now? Jesus said that you are going to do great works. But what exactly is being said of you right now? I want you to use this uh, moment, use this month, to begin to, think, to begin to align yourself with the purpose of God for you. I want to use this month to begin to align yourself to the heart of the Father for you. I want to begin to use this month to align yourself to the purpose of God or the things that God wants to do through you in your world. You are called to be an influencer. And then um, talking, talking, talking about influence, let me just quickly clarify the great works that God is interested in. There are some works that God is interested in. And in light of these works, God is saying, you will do greater works. In the light of these works, God is saying, you will do greater works. Let me just share four of them. And I mentioned them, I mentioned them in, a, 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 in, a, in my previous teaching. And number one is to build his church. He wants you to build his church. He wants you to build his church. Matthew 16, 18. I will say to you, you are Peter on this rock, I will build my church. And he says, greater works shall you do. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Praise the Lord. You build his church. Number two, you fill his church. You fill it with people. It's Luke 14, 22 says, and the servant said, Master, it is, done, it is done as you commanded. And still, there is room. There is room. You build his church. And then you fill his church. There is still room to, to witness. There is still room to take one person from the, from, 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 who is destined to go to hell to come to, to go to heaven. There is still room for salvation. There is still room to reach out to those who are lost. Then the master said to the servant, go out to the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. You build the house. You fill the house. Praise the Lord. You, that you build the church. You fill his church. You friend his church. <laughs> Long before social media, Jesus has always been a great influencer. He said, I want, I want to build my church. I want to fill my church. I want you to friend my church. Matthew 28, verse 19. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. He's talking about influence. God has called you to have more influence. Make disciples of all nations. He said, and while you are doing it, you want to just baptize them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things I have commanded you. He said, lo, as you, uh, as you do that, I will be with you always, even to the ends of the earth. So you build his church. You fill his church. You friend his church. And you fund his church. He says in Malachi 3, say, bring all the, Malachi 3 verse 10, he says, bring all the tithes to my storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in thee, says the Lord, if I will not open the house, open to, for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing. 
just such a blessing so you can go so you can go and do have more influence such a blessing that you will not have you, you there will be no room enough to receive it greater works shall you do in exercising more influence. Greater work shall you do in having more impact. Greater work shall you do in making a difference in your life and in the life of those around you. Your passion, your interest, your purpose, your mission, your vision, your vision and your mission and your dream in life must lead to these four objectives. Build his house. Fill his house. Friend his house. Fund his house. He said, Pastor, I'm an accountant. Great. But it must build his house. It must fill his house. It must friend his house. It must fund his house. Pastor, I am a doctor. Yes. Praise the Lord. But your interest, in, your interest in medicine must build his house, must fund his house, must friend his house, must fill his house. There are so many doctors waiting to be introduced to Christ. Greater works shall you do. There are many doc the accountants like you waiting to be introduced to Christ. There is room to fill his house. Build his house, fill his house, friend his house. Are all your friends and colleagues who are in medicine, are they, are they, are they saved? Friend his house, make disciples of all nations. Pastor, I love baking. Yes. Great, you love baking. But it must build his house. It must friend his house. It must fill his house. It must fund his house. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. These four objectives are extremely important for fulfillment and satisfaction in life. Build the house of God. Fill the house of God. Friend the house of God. And fund the house of God. Make disciples of all nations. Say, go to the highway. Say, bring them in. Compel them. Compel them to come that my house might be filled. When was the last time you witnessed? When was the last time you prayed for a friend who is not saved? Pastor, I love baking. When was the last time you prayed for your friend who has similar interest as you, who is not saved? When was the last time? When was the last time in your field of endeavor? When was the last time in your business practice. When was the last time you prayed for a colleague who is not saved? When was the last time? When was the last time? He said, greater works shall you do. And yet, it is not the will of God that any man should die, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever will believe in him will not die, but have eternal life. Greater works shall you do. My friend, you have not been, you have not, you have not, you have, you have not been born into the kingdom for, for such a time like this, just to sit, eat, and then, and then grow fat in health and in wealth. To what end? I am yet to see a man or a woman who dies and they bury his assets along with him. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. 
It says you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Have you lost your flavor? Have you lost your flavor? Have you lost your capacity and ability to build the house of God through your talent, through your purpose, through your mission, through the things you are interested in? Have you lost your flavor? He said, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. It's lost, it's lost its capacity to influence. It's lost its taste. And so it is useless. Any pursuit that does not dovetail into these four core objectives will make you lose your influence, will make you lose your taste. So you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You are called to be an influencer. The light of the world. Just look at the adjectives God used to qualify you. He said you are a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Your destiny, when you pursue the objectives of God, your destiny cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. It influences, light influences, salt influences the environment. It then said in verse 16, it said, let your light, let your capacity to influence so shine before men. Let your capacity to influence so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's about time you put purpose to your existence. It's about time we put eternal purpose to your existence. Why are you here? Where are you going to? Why are you doing what you are doing? What are you, what are you in pursuit of? And to what end? To what end? In the past 14 months, millions all over the world have died in a pandemic. Why are you here? To what end are you doing what you are doing? And why have God, why have God spared your life in this time? Has God spared your life so you can party, eat, and drink? My friends, it's about time we put purpose to our existence. We are no better than those who have gone. We are no better. You are no better than those who have gone. It's about time you put purpose and meaning, eternal purpose and meaning to your everyday pursuit. Pastor Eddie, why are you in, in business? I want to build his house. I want to fill his house. I want to fund his house. I want to friend his house. Pastor Eddie, why are you an accountant? I want to build his house. 
so I can build his house, so I can fill his house, so I can friend his house, so I can fund his house. Pastor Eddie, why are you interested in the things you are interested in? I am interested in them so I can build his house, so I can fill his house, so I can friend his house, so I can fund his house. Why are you doing what you are doing and to what end? Influence is the power or capacity of producing an effect without apparent exertion of force. Influence is the power or capacity of, of producing an, an, an effect without apparent exertion of force or direct exercise of command. Influence. Influence is powerful. Influence is powerful. Influence is powerful. It is the power or capacity of causing an effect in indirect or intangible ways to produce a desired result the salt of the earth, the light of the world, to impact, to cause some change to take place. Influence. Influence. Influence focuses on hearts and changes people from within. Influence. Influence focuses on hearts and changes people from within. Influence sways thoughts. Influence, influence changes perceptions. Influence changes values. So influence has the power to change behavior. You are the light of the world. You are called to be an influencer, to build his church, to fill his church, to friend his church, and to fund his church. Influence is a spiritual force, a spiritual force that can be applied either positively or negatively. Influence, influence that affects our lives are only one side of the coin. The other is all about influence that we have on others. Influence that affects our life is only one side of the coin. But most importantly, is the influence we have on others. He said, go and make disciples of all nations. He said, look for them on the highways and the hedges and compel them to my house. Compel them, bring them to my house and my house may be full. full. He says, he said, and I will build my house and I will build this house, build this church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He said, bring all the phones to my storehouse so there will be meat in my house and prove me now if I, will not open, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing because you are, you are an influencer whose heart is in the right place. Is your heart in the right place? So, the other side of influence is that is the influence we have on people. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. God has called you to be an influencer. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. God has called you to be an influencer. Whatever, life, whatever phase of life you are in, God has called you to be an influencer. Whether you are a student, whether you are in a corporate marketplace, enterprise marketplace, or creative arts, 
God has called you to be an influencer. You are an influencer. To influence others is both a privilege and a great responsibility. So we need to treat this with holy respect. Holy respect. As God will demand an account from us regarding the influence we exercise on other people. God will demand an account of you, of the influence you have on other people. From parenting to leadership, God will demand an account of you, of the influence you have on people. And if it is negative, God will demand, place, God will put, put a demand on you. God will hold you to account. The force that is at work through if, if influence is powerful. It's, it's from exposure. And two things govern exposure. Number one, the length of time and the strength of the source. Strength and length of time. Strength of source and then length of time. These are the two powerful things that, that creates influence. So influence is a result of exposure to a source. And so the more, the, more, the more time you spend with something, the more time you spend with people, you will, over a period of time, be influenced. So what you are mostly exposed to will influence you the most. What you are mostly exposed to will influence you the most. Well, unfortunately, some sources of influence are more powerful than others. And there are times in life where we have little or no control over the sources of influence, like when you are a child. So I want to share with you today, um, as, we begin to, uh, as, as I begin to round up, the, 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 the pattern of possible influence. And if we look over the course of this message, the problem of ungodly influence and the power of godly influence. And then in the two Sundays time, it's also Father's Day, and we look at the power of a fatherly influence, of a father's influence. Praise the Lord. So let's talk about the pattern of possible influence. I want to share with you various types of influence you may have, you may have been exposed to growing up. Number one, parental influence. We're talking about a pattern of possible influence. Parental influence is, a very, is, is one. A very good example we see in scripture is about, is about, is, is, is about uh, Timothy and his mother Eunice. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. It says, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt, which, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. So the scripture recommends that parents should consciously be a positive influence on their children. So we see this example here. We can see that Lois influenced, uh, uh, influenced Eunice, and Eunice influenced Timothy. Timothy, Timothy is, a grand, is a grandson of, of, uh, of, of Lois. And so we can see there, Lois was a great woman. Lois was the, the, the light of the world, the citizen upon the hill. She understood the power of influence and then influenced her daughter Eunice, who gave birth to Timothy, who became a pastor and a leader. And so Paul is saying, I can see this same spirit. I can see this influence on you. I know it was in your grandmother. I know it's in your mother. I'm also seeing that influence on you. Parental influence. 
parental inference. The Bible says in, in Proverbs 22, verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and, he will, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Parental influence. Unfortunately today, some parents, including believers, have been a source of bad and terrible influence on their children. Having been in ministry in it for, for, for 18 years, having been pastoring for 18 years, I've seen all manner of bad parenting. Parents who have negative influence on their children. I've seen kids, I've seen, I've seen parents, I've seen kids grow up, in a, grow up in a Christian home and then as time goes on, the father black slides and here you have the, 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 here you have the children and now young adults but their heart is no longer aligned with Christ because daddy is unfaithful. Parental influence. What influence does your own parents have on you? Positive? Negative? My friend, you've got to understand the impact of these things. If you are a parent, what kind of influence do you have on your children? If you plan, if you plan to be a parent, what kind of influence do you plan to have? What kind of parental influence did you have growing up? Our parental influence has a way of affecting us. Sometimes we talk the way we do, react the way we do, because of our parental influence. We do, we do things because we grew up seeing our parents do them. There are kids, there are young people today, they, don't, they are no longer faithful in following Christ because their parents have derailed from following Christ. You are a Christian, but your behavior is not. It's the behavior, it's the behavior of your parents. And you are passing it on from, and your parents behave that way because they, that's what their parents did. And so it's from, it becomes a, a vicious cycle, a vicious cycle going from one generation to the other. Parental influence. Then we also have sibling influence. In every family, there's the possibility of one child influencing the other. And that child can be influenced positively or negatively. And that's simply because siblings spend a lot of time together. And sometimes, sibling influence can be stronger than parental influence. One example is Jacob. Jacob, God changed his name, Jacob, to Israel. But my goodness, his children, my God. Genesis chapter 37, verse 2. The Bible says, Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the lad, and the lad was with, his, with the sons of Bilah and the son of Zippah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. The boys were bad. The boys were terrible. We see Joseph bringing this evil report of his brothers to his, to his father. And this is a challenge. Because here you see Joseph turning against, going against the behavior of his, of his brothers. 
The boys were bad. You don't have to copy. So, so civil rivalry can be very powerful unless, unless you are determined not to copy your brothers. And you don't have to. We see again another example in 1 Samuel chapter 12, 2, chapter 2, verse, verse 12 and 22. Samuel and the, and, and, and the, and the sons of Eli. The sons of Eli, we were bad. Naughty boys. Sibling influence. Sibling influence. Influence can be positive or negative. And so Samuel was raised with Eli's children. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 22. And now Eli was old, and he heard everything his sons did to all Israel, and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Verse 12, the Bible says, Now the sons of Eli were corrupt. They did not know the Lord. They were corrupt. Daddy was okay, but the boys were bad. Daddy was a great man of God, but did, it, was, was, but, but did terrible parenting. Israel, Jacob, Israel was a great man of God, but terrible parenting. Number three, spousal influence. Spousal influence. The influence of a spouse. <laughs> There's also the possibility of spouses influencing one another. I know you know this classical case, the classic case of um, Ananias and Sapphira. The Bible says, but a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds, and his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. So, so spouses, they influence one another. Your spouse can influence you, positively or negatively. I know, I know young ladies who, before they got married, they were very prayerful, very fervent, sold out to God. Then they get married. Then gradually, you see... Their flavor, their flavor, flavor, their flavor, start losing their flavor. Their lights are growing dim because the person they are married to is not as fervent as they are. Once upon a time, they used to serve. Once upon a time, they used to tithe. Once upon a time, they used to give. And then they marry a guy who thinks that he's the economic minister of the world. So they no longer serve. They no longer give. They no longer tithe. It's powerful influence. The same thing. I've seen some many great men. They were okay until they, until they got married. And then they got married to a girl who, who is not fervent in the Lord, who is not fervent in spirit. And they find themselves having to start motivating their, their wives to, to go to church, motivate their wives to pray, motivate their wives to get their kids to get their kids ready to school, to, 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 to church. And they try and try. Maybe year one, year two, year three. By year four, they give up. Spousal influence. And then call him on Sunday morning. Hey, where? Hey, mate, who did you see? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. All stories from work to watching TV. 
spousal influence. We have to be, you have to be mindful of the influences around you and what you expose yourself to. 2 Kings chapter 21, verse 1 King, Kings 21, verse 5. It says, But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said to him, Why is your spirit so sullen that you eat no food? He said to her, Because I spoke to, Nab, to, to Naboth, the Jezreelite, and said to him, Give me your vineyard for money, or else, if it pleases you, I will give you another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give you my vineyard. Then Jezebel, his wife, said to him, You now exercise authority over Israel. Arise, my husband. Eat food. Let your heart be cheerful. I will give you the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. And you know what happened? They had the guy killed. They had the guy killed. Spousal influence. So you can find a spouse doing what they would normally not do because of the influence of their spouse. Are you still praying because of your marriage? Are you still praying? Has your prayer life declined because of who you are married to? Has your saving life declined because of, your, of who you are married to? Has your pharmacy decreased because of who you are in relationship with? So where are you going with this? Number four, the peer influence. This is the kind of influence among peer groups. It can also be positive or negative. Everyone has peer groups consisting of different people from different backgrounds. Unfortunately, what is supposed to be a great blessing can be a, great, can be a source of great sorrow if one does not tread, tread carefully. Some people, have, some people are very bad and and injurious when it comes to their ability of drawing other people into terrible behaviors. Some people are very good at it. They just have a knack for drawing people into terrible behaviors. In my life as a pastor, I've seen, I've seen people, I've seen people, they have the knack, they just, they just have this way of making other people do terrible things. <laughs> Do you find yourself doing the things you naturally would not do because of your friend? Because of the need to belong? So there, there are peer pressures, even for adults. So we see that example in, um, second, in, in 1 Kings chapter 12. The Bible says, Then Rehoboam, verse 6, 1 Kings 12, verse 6. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who stood before his father Solomon while he still lived. And he, and he said, how do you advise me to answer these people? Verse 7. Then they spoke to him saying, if you will be a servant to these people today and serve them and answer them and speak good words to them, then they will be your servants forever. But he rejected the advice which the elders had given him and consulted the young men, his peers, who had grown up with him who stood before him. And he said to them, what advice do you give? How should, we, how, how should we answer these people who have spoken to me, saying, lighten the yoke which your father put on us? Then the young men 
who has grown up with him, that is his peers, said, Thus you shall speak to these people who have spoken to you, saying, Your, father's, your, your, your father made your yoke heavy, but you made it lighter light for us. But you make it lighter for us. Thus you said to them, My little finger shall be thick, thick <laughs> my little finger shall be thicker than my father's waist. And now, whereas my father put a heavy yoke on you, I will add to your yoke, your father, my father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scourges. Influence from peers. Influence from peers. Rather than being negatively influenced by the evil, evil behavior of your peers, you should trust God to be a positive influence to them. Trust God to change your path. Are you under influence? Are you under a negative influence right now? Pastor, how do I know if I am under a negative influence? If you find yourself doing the things you will not naturally do, Do you understand? Because there are people who are just good at making others do terrible things. Number five, positional influence or leadership influence. Positional influence or leadership influence. This is very easy. Joshua 24 verse 14 it says, now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of, of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were in the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Positional influence. So you see here, he was saying, I, I am going to serve the Lord. I want you to do the same thing. But you choose. But this is what I am going to do. And then some people say, yeah, we will serve the Lord because you do. Who is serving God because you do? Who is, who is praying and more prayerful because you are. Who is fervent in spirit? Because you are. Are those around you fervent in spirit? Are those around you praying? Or are you leading them astray? Are you exerting negative influence on people? Whatever you do, God will hold you accountable. You know what the Bible says? It says, if... You say you eating meat meant for adult, uh, idol may be okay for you. He said, but if this meat will cause your brother to sin, he said, then do without it. For the sake of your brother. What influence do you have on that child at home? And it can be somewhere as simple as. Your, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, your, your doorbell goes and you tell a kid, oh, oh tell, tell, tell him I'm not at home. Liar. What influence do you have? Are you exerting on that child at home? 
What influence do you have on your spouse, positive or negative? Has your life, has your spiritual life improved since the day you met that guy? Has your faith increased since the day you met that lady? Esther chapter 1, verse 16. The Bible says, And the Memucan, the Memucan answered before the king and the princes, Queen Vashti has not only wronged the king, but also all the princes and all the people who are in the province of King Ahasuerus. For the queen's behavior will become known to all women, so that they will despise their husband in their eyes when they report. When they report, when they report, King Ahasuerus commanded Queen Vashti to be brought to him, to be brought in before him, but she did not come. So they said they had to, de- they had to depose this queen because of the, ne- because of the possibility of, of, of having a negative influence on other young ladies. So if you are a, if you are a type of Queen, 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 queen Vashti, what influence do you have on other young people? As a leader, what influence do you have on young people? As a young, as a young, as a as a as a as a, as a man, what influence do you have on your children? As a, as a as a as a father, what influence do you have on your children? As a as a woman, what influence do you have on young women? And so they had to depose her very quickly. Because her influence, because, because she, she refused to see the queen, they said, this is a terrible behavior and can influence other young people negatively. So they took her out. Number six, the followers' influence. In a similar way, the followers can also have some influence on their leaders. You see that in 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 1 to 7. Now it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and his name of the second, Abijah. They were judges in, in Besheba. But his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after, after dishonest gains, took bribes and perverted justice. <laughs> Follow us, influence. But the king displeased Samuel. But, the, but this thing displeased Samuel, verse 6, when they said, give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel, heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. So you see, followers' influence. The, influence, the, the, the followers told the leader, this is what we want. We are turning against God. We want ourselves a king. And God said, well, give it to them. And you know, that was the downfall of their covenant and their rights with God. First Samuel, First Samuel 15, verse 24. First Samuel 15, 24. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. 
for I have transgressed the commandments of the Lord and your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. I feared the people and obeyed their voice. So that is the, the followers' influence. The followers pressured, pressured uh, Saul to do what his mentor did not ask him to do. Number seven, worldly influence. The majority of all worldly influence. In life, people tend to go with the flow. They go with majority. God has not called you to go with the flow. God has not called you to go with majority. God has called you to bring people into his kingdom. Build his house. Fill his house. Friend his house. Fund his house. That's why the Bible, that's why if you look all through scriptures, God never wants us to follow the multitudes. You hear scriptures like love not the world. You hear scriptures like do not conform to this world. Praise the Lord. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. The Bible says, For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed from Thessalonica, Christians for Galatia, and Titus for Dalmatia. So Demas went with the world. Have you gone with the world? Have you gone with the world? So I want to wrap that up. To, I want to wrap it up here today. We're looking at the pattern of influences. Next week, we're going to look at the problem of ungodly influence. And then the third Sunday is Father's Day. We'll look at the Father's influence. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your people today. I ask, oh God, that you bless everyone under the sound of my voice. If anyone is here under any form of evil, satanic, demonic influence, let it be broken today in the name of Jesus. If, anybody is, if anyone is here that is being influenced negatively but can't say no, Lord, we break that hold today in the name of Jesus. The Bible says no one lights a lamp and put it under a bowl or a basket. If there's anybody here under the sound of my voice whose destiny has been covered up like a bowl with a bowl, a spiritual bowl, let it be broken today in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. I command your light to shine. I command your light to shine. I command your light to shine. I command your head to be lifted in the name of Jesus. I command your, your light. I decree that you will do great things in the mighty name of Jesus. I release you to do great things in the name of Jesus. 2,000 years, we are still talking about the influence and the impact of Christ. Many will come to the brightness of your rising. They will speak of your influence and your impact in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message 
like this one. Be blessed. <laughs>